Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Shuttle Drive. I'm your host, Wade Harrison. And in today's episode, I've got somebody that I've wanted to get on here from, I don't know, back in Russell Fork when I first talked to him about Mr. Levi Rhodes. Um, I've been watching this dude paddle for a while. I've been following him on YouTube, and um, I like to paddle with him. I've been knowing him for a while, but um, Levi, buddy, how's it going? Thanks for coming on, man. Good, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's cool to be on a podcast. Yeah, here we go. And and by the way, what Levi told me, he said, oh, I don't do those things much. I've been asked before, and I said, hell no. Well, so maybe I'm lucky. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time. First time. And do you have a local beer you've got there? No. Uh, this one is from uh, West Virginia. It's, it's Yingling. It's uh, Yingling Flight. I haven't had their light beer. Those are made in West Virginia? No, I think they're made in PA, but we, you can get Yingling down here. I don't know if you can get Flight. I haven't really seen it in stores, but I used to just drink it every time I'd visit the East because being from the Midwest, you can't get Yingling anywhere. So it's more of a nostalgia thing yeah uh, speaking of that you're from you're like from missouri or kansas or something right yeah southeast missouri yeah, yeah how about that yeah. a damn tornado the... tornado carried you over <laughs> yeah hater country sure. <laughs> yeah that's right because i think when i first met you you were talking about moving to the south i think i even met you in colorado or somewhere maybe um, I think I, I first heard of you th- uh, from my friends from St. Louis, the War oh, Boys. Yeah, that's okay. I met those guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they met you and we stoked about it. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, me, uh, OBJ, out paddling on the OBJ with those guys. Yeah, good. And of course, player. I've always watched your videos, so it's always cool to run into you. Yeah, the oh, yeah. Well, that's that's, so cool, you know? those videos definitely created a life of their own. But man, for people that don't know, you've got a pretty good YouTube channel. It's got some really good content. You've been dropping some good content here lately. Um, one of, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it, you actually have one of the third descents. Just so everybody knows, Levi is officially in the triple digit club. And Ew. whatever that means, well, with the, I'll let him <laughs> describe that. <laughs> that means he's ran over a hundred foot waterfalls, which there's only a few people, I mean, a few top-level paddlers in the world that have run 100-foot waterfalls on purpose. But, <laughs> you well, know. To this date, you know, but as the sport progresses. It'll sure. be pretty I don't common. know, 100 feet 100 feet. But <laughs> I don't care who you are and what you're in. 100 feet still kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, but I bet as kayaking gets more and more popular, I bet we'll see it more commonly. Yeah, so one of the questions I had for you that maybe a lot of the listeners uh, might want to know too, what is the, like, the mindset that, like, when you, that's, I'm guessing, we're, okay, we'll just go ahead and talk, you you ran, um, you kayaked over Ozone Falls, uh, which is outside Kingston, Tennessee, and I would yeah, look at really that. Yeah, it's a really cool one. area. Yeah, it's it's nice, it's where all the plateau region is for a lot of paddlers, they, they're familiar with that. But one thing I want to ask you, so that had been ran by Pat Keller, I think he first deed it, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah. and and then I think Dane ran it second when Dane and Nick was on some kind of waterfall competition. 
they were running <laughs> freaking everything. They but were you getting all, after it. Yeah, you remember that? You remember watching that? That was pretty cool. <laughs> I think it was Pat ran it in like 2010 or something around then, 11, somewhere and then and uh, around then and then, uh, and then Pat ran. Or I'm sorry, and then Dane ran it uh, in 2016 or something a few mm-hmm. years later. And I don't think anybody's touched it since. It was myself and Noah Weaver. Actually. Noah Weaver ran it. Uh, the same day I did. That, yeah, there's uh, a name I ain't heard in a while. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, I guess he's a little shy from the internet, so he don't really, <laughs> he doesn't really care to be relevant. He just does it for himself. Not a bad thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, you both right. ran it that day, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a good day. We were just, uh, I guess we were just in the mood, you know? Something that I had scouted a couple times. And... Because I'd always thought it was too shallow. Yeah, um, the pool, what's unique about that waterfall is the pool kind of, um, whenever it's not running, the pool, the water doesn't even leave the pool at the bottom. Um, it just kind of absorbs into the ground. So if you're swimming there, you know, you go, and it's barely over your head. But then when the water, um, you know, when the water comes up, that pool fills. And uh, before it even exits the pool, it's, it's got a whole 10 feet probably there. And so it gets quite a bit deeper. But you, yeah, it, it it's not it's even when it's full, it's still pretty shallow to the sides. You definitely if you're, I don't know. Did you hit bottom? Has a narrow landing zone. I didn't hit bottom when I went down, but I think whenever the boil pushed me to the side, like I kind of uh, landed, got pushed to the side. I think I might have hit a rock on the way up because I was leaving the deep zone. The boil was like pushing me to the shallow. What what so kayak were you in? It was in the 9R2. The 9R2. Do you, um, maybe I could ask you this. That reminds me of something. The 9R2 is high rockered. Now, are you nervous with those higher rockered bows, the direction that we're going with a lot of these high rockered bows when running bigger drops like that? Yeah, definitely. But I've also had pretty good luck with soft hits from going slightly over vert. Just, I don't know, uh, it, it yeah. lines the rocker up better. <laughs> that makes sense. I've and I guess landed on my head and had pretty good luck with it. So. I guess ozone's one where it's easy to go over vert, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Noah definitely got pitched pretty far uh, over the bars whenever he, whenever he ran it. But we both were just kind of consumed by the bail, and he ended up getting washed behind the falls, which I mean. If you don't have a paddle in your hands, probably, and you're, and you're fine, then it's probably the better place to end up. Just wash up. There's a stop. big gap behind that falls, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. it does kind of completely disconnect, separate into the, the pool. And you also, you you also ran Cane Creek Falls too. I think I've seen you run Cane. Yeah, Creek. like a month before that. Yeah, yeah. like you were on a tear yeah, good, too. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely feeling good at that time. One yeah, thing like that, that. Yeah, yeah, one thing that I seen you run that really freaking shocked me was that high falls. I think me and you had talked about it, but Fiaro and McAvoy went and ran it before you. But then you actually went and ran it like three or four days. I don't, maybe a week later. It was like during a big rain event here in the southeast. Yeah, right? yeah, it's true. I. Uh, so the story kind of goes that like I was really, I, I just moved here uh, maybe a year or two before mm-hmm. that, and uh, that's right out my back door. So I'd definitely seen that one and 
was confused as to why nobody had run it before. I mean, I knew it was big and, um, you know, definitely pretty rowdy, but I, I wanted to do it. And then I, I told them about it. You know, those guys were, um, those guys were super hot then, you know, they were running everything and, yep. and they're a dynamic duo and, and, um, you know, just, they were absolutely crushing it as a team. And so I, I told them about it, that I wanted to do it. And, um, and I told them that about, or I was like, <clears throat> there was rain in the forecast. So I was, I was uh, putting a bug in their ear about it. And unfortunately I had to go to West Virginia for a funeral during that rain event. And, uh-huh. and I was on my way back and I was like, Hey, how are you guys feeling about it? And they're like, great. We just did it. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, Oh man. So I missed, uh, I missed uh, trying to be a part of their team on that day. And, uh, and so I went and got it like the day after or something like that. It was, it was too low when I did it, but I, I was, uh, it was definitely um, interesting. Um, I skipped right across that pool at the bottom. It was really low and I was in a ripper and I, um, skipped right across the pool and landed in a pile of rocks and bent my kayak up and my what? leg was really sore the next day. So I didn't go to work. It took me a couple of days to limp it off and I, super glad I didn't land on my head it was it was a pretty dumb thing to do with that low flow and yeah yeah, it was probably even maybe close to that flow right there (laughs) (laughs) I watched the video dude I'm not going to pull up the video it it, it kind of bogs everything down but what up for everybody listening I pulled up a picture if you guys just search high falls it's in the DuPont National Forest and I have went and kind of swam down it's a very touristy destination and it's funny, I'm I'm got the picture up and I've swam in this area and kind of it's set at the bottom and I'm like, wow, look at the size of this slide. But over here, it's like you can see that there's possible line right here, but there's a big pile of rocks that you can't see out of these trees. And what um Levi can back me up. I'm guessing you ran right past this, right, Levi? I kind of snuck behind that rock and went a little right to where of where your cursor is, kind of closer to that island in the middle. Okay. Because there is a pretty big reconnect stair step kind of um, straight right down the middle, and I went left a bit. But I kind of like, as I was approaching that 10 foot or 15 foot of free fall, I tapped my stern and almost got sent over the bars lane. You're talking about right here? Um, just to the right of that. Right there? Uh, oh. Sorry, uh, river left. Right there. Yes. I went Ooh. like right about there. Yeah, that's probably, I bet you left here and reconnected yes. there. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I'm looking at That wasn't at the hard part, the hard part. I mean, everything was actually pretty smooth on the rapid itself, but as soon as I hit the pool, I skipped for probably 20 or 25 feet and then didn't land until I was rocks. And you had your girlfriend at the time just filming from the bridge, right? No, she was, uh, I think she was tabling an event. Uh, she was, uh, uh, who made the video? Uh, Emery, uh, uh, probably gonna botch his last classic. I don't know. My friend Emery, I haven't heard him. Okay. He was living nearby. One of the first buddies I met moving out here. Because I remember talking to you about it, and, you know, it, it, good on them for first doing it. You know, it is what it is. They went and nailed it. But I remember you saying, oh, man, I've been wanting to get that. You talked about it. And uh, you, you, I think you even mentioned it to me or so. I'd heard it somewhere. And I was like, 
man, that would be awesome to see somebody run that slide. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, massive. I think it might have been just like a little butthurt or something. So I was yeah. like on a mission to get it done. You were, you pretty much <laughs> soloed it. Uh, yeah, I, I I think in that time I was like, man, I, I don't want to feel like such a poser. I talked so much talk about this. I got <laughs> yeah. What was that? One of the scariest ones you've run. What's one of the scariest drops you've ever ran? That's I pretty. Most, I think the most scared I've ever been was actually Money Drop and up at uh, Washington. That's P W Money Drop. Yeah, that right hand side. It's like one of the cleanest waterfalls. Rolling and, lip. Yeah. I remember just being like so nervous about above that just because maybe things weren't moving at my pace or I was just like, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, well, I got to get to the bottom of this, you know, like anyway. So I just remember just like pushing myself into the water. That's in Washington, right? Just go right, hang on. Yeah. And I ended up like just, I remember dropping in really nervous on that one. And then I had a great line and a soft hit and I was like laughing so hard in the pool below that I couldn't hit my handle and just like swam and just like so happy to be at the bottom with the soft hit because I was oh. so scared at the top of it. It was, it was like, it's like a, it's, it's, a, it's pretty much one of those drops. I've not ran it, but I, I'm very familiar with the drop. I, I've been in the area. It's like a rolling top lip, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can hold a yeah, rudder off super of it. easy. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> like Malaco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, even easier but at the well, time it's kind of a unique environment because like that whole like the waterfall and like all the land around it is just like, crumbling into the the pool below it's like a rapidly evolving waterfall over the years and, and so, so when you're there you're like it's like everything's wet you're just like oh my gosh it's like <clears throat> we were setting up camera on the other side and the entire like cliff wall is like slumping and cracking and i don't know it just feels like everything's gonna crumble beneath your feet you're gonna go falling into the pool below did you make a video of that do you have a video of that somewhere um i actually lost my gopro the day after david did that lockup so um no i didn't so a lot of a lot of that footage is toast yeah yeah oh that's all right yeah we got other videos and stuff it was uh that's an easy drop to get to, right? It's it's nice to have some that are just the memories, you know, just stuck organic memories, not the <laughs> digital ones. Let's see what else. So today, today you actually got Thompson. What was the level today on Thompson, by the way? Um, I eight eight inches on the or eight increments on the sloppy gauge I painted on the culvert there. So everyone, so, listen. There's a gauge that someone painted. Who painted that gauge there, by the way? Well. I thought a paddler did that recently. There used to be nothing on that. No, nah, it was me. Was it you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you painted it? I knew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Like the game You did that like, last year, two, right? Four, seven, it like goes up crooked and the gaps get slightly wider. You know what? It's better than what was there. What... <laughs> yeah, right? so eight increments. Today the level is eight increments, not eight increments. So this is Levi's guide to the Thompson. What do you consider um, minimal? Probably like three inches for my personal taste. I'm, I've done it at zero, and it was the big slide was super rowdy and aggressive, and it just like, I mean, it was worth it because we were there. We already invested in it. But if I heard somebody else say that it was zero, I wouldn't go there. Um, what do you consider cutoff? Probably like two or three inches for myself, and then uh, 
Um, getting high is is around uh, maybe nine or ten, up up to a foot, maybe. Is it not crazy how well but that holds water? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we will probably see some higher water in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I know it got ran really high by like Holt and Hunter. I think Believe they that. got it yeah. really high one time that was so high that I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like very, very high. And at the time there's no gauge. He's like, Oh yeah. It was almost coming over the bridge. It was wow. like that high. And I was like, Holy. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I was, he, cause he was like, Oh, the, the bridge was almost covered. And I'm sitting there thinking, usually there's like a bent part in the culvert that I used. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> that means the culvert was full and it was about to come over the bridge. And he said, Oh yeah, it all goes. And I was like, well, you yeah, know, I imagine there's probably a couple spots that are super spicy, you know, like between the slides at skate park, maybe it could be hard to a make big a hole. He something. said a big hole formed right below, um, yeah. right above skate park, I guess, right. whatever the, yeah, yeah, oh. the, yeah, you know that where you have to kind of go around that rock. He said that became a big, massive hydraulic. What yeah. a place to get worked and swam, huh? And then, and then, um, you know, getting right at the next slide, there's probably a current moving right uh above that to get a little peri peri yeah yeah i can only imagine i did the left side so i did do the yeah i ran the left side yes down and towards the wall Mm -hmm. how'd that work out okay i was in the code and the code's so wide that it was too wide to fit into the gap I think I, I actually contribute the code actually might have saved me that day because the gap was was there. But I, as I was coming down, I turned flat and I, I hit it like that. There's video. I put video on my YouTube of it. And I actually it would not go into the gap. I think if I would have hit it like that, like if I would hit yeah. it at an angle, I would have wedged into it. Worked out. Yeah. So you, did you lean aggressively upstream? Is that what you're saying? I did. You did? Yep. I, I consciously thought about that. I heard a story of uh, somebody doing that. Um, I heard the story today, and they were saying that they were totally fine. And I was just trying to imagine. That. It, it's one of these things. It, it it works for you until it doesn't work. Does it not look so scary to see that big gap and the and how and you're thinking I would just wedge in there? <laughs> well, it's honestly really comforting to hear that it's gone uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all three times that I've heard of it happening. Like the first time I heard of it happening, there's a YouTube video, and I think the guy was okay. I'm sure he was uncomfortable, but I mean, yeah. the, you know, I did, I've been frequenting that run quite a bit, reminding myself that it's just a matter what? of time if I keep running that. You know, it's, 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 it's and it's, and it was kind of like um, eventually it's going to happen. When was this? It it was a while back, but it was kind of like I didn't. You know how you go and you kind of knife around that rock. I didn't edge it enough, and I kind of stayed. You should almost go like an eddy, as you know. You almost kind of want to act like you're eddying out behind that rock. I just kind of, like, kept my momentum going, and it shot me left. And there's this, like, oh, fuck moment where I knew I was going to run. So, I was gonna... but you, so though you were running the left side, you were still pretty far right, what I understand. Um, hold on. I think I've got Or did it pitch you pretty far back left? There it is. You see it now? Yes. Watch what happens here. Oh, you get deflected off that rock. I look good there. Now watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you gotta be a little further right than that yeah so you're like past the worst part of the wall yeah and it's at a better angle there for you so right here this is where this is this oh shit moment and you're right the worst part of it's here and i'm looking here and i'm already thinking just turn my hull and try to hit the widest part of my boat right here this reconnect was hard oh that one hurt oh yeah but that hurt your back you see how i kind of leaned it a little bit and it rode right out that was that worked that certainly did it certainly worked out <laughs> i'm like yeah that's that's nice that's nice and lucky huh it it worked out it worked out so just so you know <laughs> as i was coming down you see how it deflected it you see what it does to you and that wasn't even, and I could see it doing it even higher flows. And that was my worry at a higher flow. But at a higher flow, it'd probably fill that gap in, wouldn't you think? Maybe, I don't know. It depends on how high you're going. But I'm and sure you could still get chalked down in there if you don't hit the right spot, bounce off. That was one of the most scared I was. It was like you, I knew right away as I was coming over that lip, I went, oh, my God, I'm going to wedge in that gap. And no one's could – it would take people forever to get over there and get me. I mean, I'd be all curled up in there. You know, Wade, I'm always terrified of, of that exact thing happening because it's really easy to do what, what you just did there and not get far enough right because you think that once you get over generally right, a lot of people might think they're good enough. But I, every time I'm showing somebody down, I'm probably really annoying and emphasizing you have to go as far right as you can. You know, don't just go far right. Go as far right as you can. <laughs> so I usually always try to get them to eddy out on the far, far right of the rock. I don't even let them try to do that move. Yeah. Now, obviously, next lap, I cleaned that up and I styled it. But, <laughs> you know, I posted that little clip and I was like, uh, don't go left here. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. It worked. Don't, especially don't go left of where you. No. It don't go any like, higher left. Don't go any higher left. It looks like you hit the right spot to yeah. bounce off. Yeah, then that was that. I was out prototyping that code then. That would have been a that was a good test for it there. But <laughs> yeah, on that. Um, so you've been paddling piranha boats for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, the team. I became like a Missourian ambassador. Um, so probably five or six years ago. Uh, of course, when I told them I was moving to Asheville, they're like, "Of course you are. Everybody does that, you know." And so I was like. I was like, yeah, hopefully I can keep my spot on the team, even though I'm supposed to be like, There's like you know, 40 other piranha paddlers there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's your, uh, what's your current boat that you like the most? And I, I'm, I'm hoping you say the Ozone. Um, I do. That is such a hard question. And <laughs> I know actually, you like them all. I know. It's a headache. It's a headache for me. Having all these, I have like, a fleet of kayaks right now it's a blessing and a curse because every time i go to a river i'm like oh which kayak do i take i don't want to take both because it's valuable roof rack room for my friends you know and i don't really want to leave a boat on the car and I'm just it's always such a headache deciding which boats but yeah if it's something that's easy i'm definitely taking the ozone if it's something where uh you know i took my ripper to new york because i wasn't that. racing and that was a good call i had fun you know i could have easily enjoyed Scorch X just the same then. Um, but if I'm creaking anything like where I'm nervous, I'll take either of the Scorches. I got the medium the X and um, there's a little guy. I prefer to take 
the medium on anything where I'm going to need to hike for a while. Now I could probably take the X, but. Mm -hmm. What do you, uh, so you don't, do you paddle the 9R much now that you have the Scorch? No. It pretty much replaced your 9R? Yeah. It's a good boat. Dude, the Scorch, they nailed it. Piranha nailed it on that boat. Do you not yeah. agree that it's it does Piranha's team has been asking for for them to make the kick rocker planing hole creek boat for a few years now. And so it's cool to finally see that come to production and it's really fun. I love that. We we love I mean, I, I love the edges on, you know, like the ripper scorch. So mm -hmm. What do you uh like when you compare it to the nine R? What how do you think it like, like like why what makes it better than the nine R in your opinion? Or what I guess it's just different. It's a lot different. But what do you think? Yeah, is it is. One of... So it's a little more nimble because of its rocker profile, and um, in my opinion, and I I like the way it uh, carves. I really enjoy aggressive edges and carving. Even though you know I don't really enjoy aggressive edges paddling anything on bank. But uh, anything that's manky, but I really like the way the scorch is plain. Uh, they're just like skip machines, you know. Whenever oh, when they're coming out of drops. Yeah, you know. Is that not awesome? Much, I love that. Watch your bow go in the air. You feel a little air under your seat. You get the second landing. You know, you get two landings. You're going fast enough. <laughs> that is it's true. So much that's fun. The scorch does. <laughs> do you um, do you paddle the low key much anymore? Um, no. Um, Regina does. Uh, I enjoyed the Loki. I had the medium, and I think that I might one day get a, a large Loki. Um, because it's it's a really fun kayak. It is a good. Kayak. I, really, I really like all their large. I know you paddle. You paddle a lot of bigger boats, right? Yeah, I, I had the large Ripper. I really enjoyed the large Scorch. Uh, and, and like you're like one forty. Yeah. About one forty. I know that. Damn, they uh, float you high though. I would love to try a a large ozone too, if I can outfit it enough. Because I know it's <laughs> quite it's, cavernous. Might as well. Might as well. You might yeah. need to put knee blocks in it. Yeah, like probably blocks would. for the knees to push. <laughs> but that thing would have so much pop. You know, you'd it be would. Like one of the bounciest slice boats ever. So yes, for sure. Um, speaking of big boats, so you you, how much experience have you had in the the X now, the Scorch X? Um, just a just a couple laps on the green, um, yeah, just a few laps. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to taking it to the Cascades I think, this weekend. It'd be, I haven't really taken it out a lot because everything's been so low, and it it it's a really fun boat to paddle on high volume. And like I'm, I I want to paddle it down the Cascades. It's like, going to be four fifty. High water. Ooh, great! I'm telling you, that's going to be perfect. I had the I had the score checks out there at just the normal two fifty maybe three hundred and it was awesome. It's so yeah. good on that run. It, it, the only there's one major flaw though. It goes by too fast. <laughs> yeah, you just fly right down the road. Ten foot <laughs> high rockered bow. You're flying, hauling ass. Um, how do you? So you took it down the green, and so how would you compare it to the twelve R? Um easier to paddle in white water but not as fast i mean i wouldn't really compare the two honestly um some aspects of it kind of feel long boaty like um like carrying it uh mm -hmm. and seeing a lot of boat in front of it, but 
really there's not a lot of boat in the water uh that's crazy vortex. Yeah. it's it's yeah and if if you're comparing the two in uh flat water you're gonna see that the 12r is way faster um and there are situations that the x would be faster like i don't know it's harder white water i think you could probably have what about in the green what are you racing in a green race are you you racing a green race if you cut out all the flat water i'd take the x but there's too much flat water for the x you think you would lose that much time between um pin cushion and boofers that's really only flat water right yeah you do pushing water well i guess the start the thing is, what I found, it doesn't start well. Like, it takes a minute to get up to speed. The the X does. It takes a minute to get up to speed. And you're right, it, it's not fast in flat water, but I love the way it goes through rapids. I haven't had it on the green, though, and you have. And I was just curious, your comparison between the 12R and Scorch X. That's the question. I mean, is it faster? Um, In certain situations, yeah. Like, uh, probably maybe through like the slide section I bet the X could be a little bit faster just because you don't lose any speed when you're skipping out of everything. And, uh, but I mean, otherwise, if, if you're racing, I would definitely still take the 12 R in the green race. I think, I think I would personally have a faster time just because I am not willing to paddle so hard to, uh, through the flat water to make I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. I was just, I was just curious on that. Where, um, then, so you actually, you think it would be, it's faster in rapids. The slides, I think you could keep up in the X and maybe be faster, but um, in anything kind of steeper white, any steeper white one. Right. Sounds like we, it sounds like we need to put this to the test, Levi. If I get a drone yeah. and film you in the Scorch X first, and then we switch back and forth between the 12R and Scorch X, we should do a video of that. Like, start at the race and do the entire race and let me follow you in a drone and then actually see and then put the videos and see how they come out. I'm yeah, liking I just think this the idea. 12R is going to fly through every little piece of pool. 12R is fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think that it's going to be much faster than flat water. Do you race short boat? No, I did my first year. Um, I've only raced twice, so. Uh, mm. I didn't know year, if. I mean, are you Are you going to race at all this year? Are you You got any plans for the winter? Are you going anywhere? No, no plans. Um, yeah, no plans yet. Regina and I, <clears throat> Regina and I had talked about going to Mexico, but um, you know, only daydream this part at this point it really is i wouldn't plan more than a freaking week out in today's time i think you're yeah let's buy our tickets right now levi and just go ahead and plan everything non-refundable tickets (laughs) seems like a lot of people are going uh over to uh you say kurgistan kurgistan uh my buddy what's josh arms the middle east in general yeah somebody else had booked a plane ticket to like Pakistan or something. I don't know. Uh, what is that? The the Ingus? What's over there? The Indus. Indus. Is that the river? Is that the name of it? Do you have... Uh, is it, that's Yeah, that's the big water thing that all the pros have been going through, right? It looks massive. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm too scared to even do like the stakeen or anything. Like, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say you're scared. I bet you'd be fine. I bet you just getting on it. 
uh, the logistics and all that stuff, if I can get that down. It is one of those pinnacle runs, though. I get it. Uh, As a Southeasterner, it's just out of my comfort zone. Paddling anything with push. I love big water, man. Oh, God. It's it's one of those things, at first, it kind of makes me nervous, but I love being able to put full paddle blades in the water and pull. You've done California and all that stuff, too. But I guess the California is a lot of slides, right? Yeah, I love slides. Yeah, I like California. For sure. Yeah, I, you... I haven't. I've still got a lot on my California bucket list. Uh, you know, I usually go out with my buddies from St. Louis, and we pull off a couple weeks or a month at a mm. time camping. I know. I've watched and the video. We've videos. been progressing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been working our way towards uh, some of the the classic overnighters, you know. Yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of like planning has to be added into that, and you got to embrace the pain of that hiking. I don't like hiking. Yeah, you don't. I you. I'm guessing you don't mind hiking. Really like it, but it's the price we pay, and it drives me crazy to, to get some of these runs. And I don't know. Kayaking is like the only reason I'm halfway in shape. You know, like I hate working out, but I love kayaking. So. That is a good point. That is a good point. I can tell you, I, for whatever reason, I just kind of quit working out all in general. But the kayaking has kind of the only reason I've stayed in shape, the hiking and paddling. Other than that, I'd probably just be fat as fuck right now. I'm still a little <laughs> chunky, but it's like I, I would be way bigger if I wasn't like the hikes. I know that, it, like, we paddled the green. We was doing a slicey boat down the green, and then you was like, oh, let's just hike up. And then I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> then about halfway, I was like, I'm dead tired. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. I caught a second yeah, wind, but it was brutal. It puts a fun twist on it, you know. Ooh, like, I'll you know, do it again. It makes you feel like a badass. It does. I felt really good the next day I did. You feel like you earned it, you know. Yeah. Like, anybody can run a shuttle and hike downhill. Yeah. Man, I I definitely love for you. I'm trying to get to Mexico this year. I definitely love for you to make it down like the end of December after Christmas, um, and try to do that Alaseca race, and that would be awesome. It'd be fun to have you down there because you know I'd get more fired up if you were around. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like a lot of fun. I would. I mean, of course, it's during one of its uh, lower. Of course it's when the river is really low but i would love to get down there it's almost like they they push it that late in the season so they can continue their season you know because every otherwise nobody would have a reason to go there that is a good point i didn't even think of it that way thanks a lot now you put a different you put a different (laughs) spin on it because i think you got a good point there after christmas you know like everyone's mid-november is the time to be there yeah about mid-november and then it starts tapering off yeah, it's yeah, it's like that little last bit of revenue to push in there. <laughs> yeah, because I've definitely almost had to wheelchair down that rate. Um, what else you got, man? Let's see. What else can we talk about here? Are we going to talk about uh, paddle length and offset? <laughs> Isn't that what you do on whitewater podcasts? Uh, no, no, but you know kidding. what my, you know what my pet peeve is: toe tethers. Yeah, I know that is your pet peeve. I've never liked them myself. I definitely Okay, let me them. ask you that. So so Levi, what do you what's your opinion of toe tethers on a vest? First off, do you run a toe tether? I don't I don't do one. I don't really like them. I can't I mean, I'm sure there are some uh, situations where you where they would be useful, but I think all like generally the times where I would want one, I probably have enough time to pull it out of somewhere else. It's not mm-hmm already attached to me 
like if I need to be live baited or something or clip into yeah no I it's it's I would never want to clip myself into a full boat of water that's moving downstream that's what I see them used for most commonly and I just I know you have a quick release but I think there are easier ways to to get it together what do you um so what what do you currently carry as like a safety kit right now like do you carry usually a a rope sometimes a pin kit if i and when you say um, pin kit what's in it i got a little bag with some prussics pulleys and it's used and then i have like a little hand chainsaw in there as well Mm, that's smart i usually leave that in the car on shorter runs Mm -hmm. i I, I, I'm usually pretty selective about when I bring that because of the weight. Carry yeah, you're not going to have it on the Cascades, right? No. No, if, if, if <laughs> I put right there, there. Yeah, exactly. Go, go get it. Even if it's like a green lap, I usually save myself the weight, you know. Mm-hmm. But if like but, you're on California or something, more exactly. like one of those remoter runs. Yeah, do yeah. you carry a sling? I don't think I have one on my pin kit. No, I haven't carried one in a while, like, you mean like a sling for shoulders? Or do you well, mean like yeah, a sling no, I just keep a, I just keep like a, a webbing sling that's kind of like would be like a toe tether if I needed it to be or to make a quick anchor. If I need to make a quick anchor point, I kind of made one and I just carry one. A lot of paddlers, a lot of higher level paddlers do. They don't run toe tethers wrapped all around them. No, yeah, it, it's probably not something that's super time consuming to, uh, time consuming to set up if you really need one stash it somewhere else you know that's probably what kind of vest you because you see people like, uh i got the green jack oh what was you saying you see people what vest no you were saying something and i cut you i off. see you people uh having malfunction i see people having malfunctions all the time where their 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 toe tether is like off and dangling <laughs> or something that's so true ain't it it's you, like i don't know it just seems like something that could wrapped around your neck or something i don't know something crazy an accident waiting to happen did you see me still did you see me stealing tyler's when we were on the green uh i think i may have seen that but uh he wore a toe tether and i gave him shit the whole hike up and then when we got there he went to take pictures and i took his toe tether off and hit it (laughs) he never put it back on Point he made, point he said it would come apart all the time and just dangle. So he crams it inside of his pocket. I was like, why even have it? Yeah, no, it's just not used enough. I mean, for it to be um, worth the risk that you're adding. But... Yeah. What kind of elbow pads you use? What's your favorite elbow pad? I've got the G forms because hmm. they're low profile and uh, they don't get snagged on anything. They stay in place really well and they've, Served me pretty well. I don't have got. Um, I don't have like the biggest arms, but you know, <laughs> um, they, so they cover me pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also affordable re- to replace uh, whenever I inevitably lose them. In somebody's car. Do they work pretty good? I think they do. Um, just make sure you get the right size. The first pair I bought were like size large, and I don't have large arms. I have like small, medium arms. And so after I got the right size, I was much more pleased. Uh, oh, once it was normal. like snug on you, when it was loose, it just didn't work as well. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll say that I was nervous about damaging my dry suit by wearing the G-forms under them. Um, but I've never had that problem, you know, and I've hit my elbow plenty of times. But because it's soft, it doesn't really like 
Mm. It's not like a cutting board. Like one time yeah. I wore harder elbow pads underneath my dry top, my brand new dry top, just to you, you wore hard kind of under it. Would fall off. Yeah, because they were so janky, they were like falling off, and I needed to replace them. So I just like they were low profile enough that I could fit them under my dry suit. First time I wore them out, I sliced like a. <laughs> A hole that was like at least an inch wide but it and, saved your elbow oh, it did that's a good point yeah well yeah i just wish i would have worn it on the outside of what kind of uh what kind of dry gear do you usually run i like um ir's devil's club dry suit mm. that's what i wear i'm actually i've got several tabs open right now buy a new one i'm gonna buy a different color i'm gonna buy a black one that can be camouflaged why do you want to get a black dry suit uh why would you want that for, for situations like for situations where you don't want to be seen <laughs> you know it's terrible for photography black dry suits absorb light it's terrible for photographers because they want the subject to be bright so you can see more detail in them. and it just makes for better photos but uh i think i'm kind of getting over that there's still some things i'd like to do and not a bad strategy mm-hmm. then you should get a black boat will piranha make you a black boat yeah, um, I was thinking about that. Um, I would like to have a black boat. Um, I could do like I could ask them to put some like green in there and make a camera or whatever. Didn't wow. you say something about how like uh, black kayaks might have the least structural integrity because it takes the most dye to dye the white plastic black, and then there's more. Someone was talking about how there's more like that's that's not. Is can, it not really enough of a difference? Well, I, I can tell you, it, let me tell you what I'm working on right now. I'm actually, so what many people don't know, there is a kayak plastic manufacturer here in Greenville. And they said they would give me exclusive access to do a tour of their factory and film it. That's a question I'm going to ask them. You just gave me another question. Okay. I'm going to ask them if the pigment dye changes the structural integrity of the, the resin. It may, yeah, it, is there like a strongest color? Because some, I, I think the whatever thread I was reading on, whatever Facebook comments or whatever, someone was saying that probably the strongest plastic is some of the undyed kind of off white. If you it, almost clear or whatever it is, it kind of know. makes sense, but it, kind of I think it's very minimal. I think yeah. it. I yeah, think it'd they be wouldn't. Very. They minimal. wouldn't sell it. You know, they they have. Uh, you know, they would. They have standards it. that they have to meet. Yeah, they have standards that they have to meet, and there's a company here in Greenville, and I want to do a tour of their factory, and that's a question. I've actually got a list of questions. I'm going to add that to the the list. I didn't even think about that. Um, Does a harder pigment like, you know, red or, you know, like a, a blue or black, does that change the impact structure of it? That's That's actually a pretty good question. I don't know, but you know what? Levi, save that, and I'll get back with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were the one that told me what the on the piranha the Y I think it's Y K V E or something. Oh yeah. What was that? Uh it was like with UV degradation, I think, over a certain amount of time. It's a UK yeah, they, standard. They put that new little logo that was an abbreviation for um whatever unit of measurement that is used to describe how yeah, exactly UV affects the plastic over the years. Yeah, and, I and that, as I looked at it, it was it was interesting to see like on a map where in the world has like the harshest uh, UV. So where where, your is boat, it? where in the world your boat is going to last the longest? You know? Where where would it tell me? 
kill all. Oh, I don't know. I, I remember seeing like England definitely had a pretty low uh, UV exposure. I think I remember if I remember correctly. So like you know, where was boat, the highest? Like, your boat's gonna your boat's gonna last a lot longer in like the UK than it is in Australia, or something like that. Or like Africa. Yeah, I think Australia had a pretty high UV really? exposure or something. I don't remember. Is it just remember. because it's below the equator like that or something? It it was weird because I went down a rabbit hole after I asked that question. I had like four or five people that claimed to be experts in it. And then so I went down a, a Google rabbit hole. And, oh, man. I was like, oh, it was hurting my brain. It was so much. <laughs> it was, hey, it's now you're lot. an expert too, huh? Yeah. I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Google expert done your research <laughs> i did start researching it but i came away with almost nothing at the end i eventually ended up on you porn or something like that so it starts with google and then it eventually ends in a porn site somewhere no i'm just oh, nice. joking <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are all kinds of plastic products to be sold out there yeah it's like oh and then it said other suggested so i clicked on it then i went down rabbit hole yeah so let's see i asked you about your vest um do you use mostly Astral? Do you run the, the Astral shoes? From their casual wear, but also I like the river shoes. I, I wear their Merge, the TR1 Merge, the mm-hmm. higher top like hiker mm-hmm. crossover. Yeah, Good. I like those quite a bit. I've always liked their like angle support, and then those are uh, as grippy as some of their other models on like wet rocks. But as far as like all-terrain shoes goes, I, I think they're like the best. Are they more durable than the Rasslers? I think they did reinforce a lot of their seams with these than they had in the past. Yeah. So they they definitely lasted me a really long season uh, where I was able to get a little more life. I just can't. Yeah, my Razzlers just fall apart after like five months. I love the shoe, though. Amazing yeah. shoe. They make really good products. It's just like durability, the way they glue their seams. And then I was looking at those uh, TR1, it's like the hiker version shoe. They look really good. Yeah, I know they had a problem with shoes falling apart in the past. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm going to, I guess that's, is there anything else? Anything else that like you want to, before we close it up? That's about an hour. When are you going to, when do you think you'll post? It's probably soon. I'm gonna, um, I got I can't say this. Uh, you got to edit this out, but I got okay. a new Show it to me. Pull it up. I won't. Right. I won't put this on. I won't right, put this on. Check it out, man. Narrows green. Is it? Is it the color? Yeah. What is that? Is that a peacock? What is this in the corner? The great blue heron, I believe. Oh, the blue heron. Or green or something. Dude, I'm liking the color. That looks good, and and there's no features changed on it, right? And it's not released to the first. No, oh, okay. I won't put nothing up on it. I just like seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I haven't really been able to tell anybody, but I mean, no, it looks good. I'm just so excited. <laughs> yeah, can't help it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad because you can't wear it right now, right? Uh, I might discreetly to go if I get like something that matches. Try to take some glamour shots for them, but I don't think they're counting. You're not gonna have it on at the Cascades this weekend. All right, man. And so how can everybody get a hold of you? I know you have a pretty good YouTube channel. I'd like to see it grow even more because you got some good content yeah. on there. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, I'll work on that. I, I do enjoy YouTube uh, because I, I kind of studied digital media. I got mm-hmm. an associate's degree whenever I was in college, but I never really did anything with it. I think I was just interested in learning how to uh, use software so I could 
throw GoPro edits together, you know. But yeah, that's all YouTube is is GoPro, especially kayak and just GoPro edits. Yeah, so if anybody wants to check you out, go uh, just type in Levi Rhodes kayaking R H O D E S kayaking, right? And then that'll probably bring your channel up. Um, for you guys need to go watch. You can go watch his um his his. I don't think your High Falls descent is on there, but your your Ozone descent is on there because I watched it. That's true. I, I did put High Falls in my like twenty. What was it? Seventeen or eighteen? Yeah, that's 18. right. I did see it in that. Your uh, your end of the year thing. Yeah. But yeah, that. Yeah, and what's your Instagram? Just my name, Levi Rhodes. Levi Rhodes. How did, you, how did you score that? Well, it's got an underscore after Levi. And after oh, okay. Rose. I have to put like 15 numbers after my goofy name. But it's, <laughs> yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So he's probably, you know, you can find him on there. So you guys can blow his DMs up with questions about what this new product is coming down the road. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but all right, man. All right, Levi, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on. And for everybody listening, um, everybody watching us on YouTube, it'll be available on Spotify and iTunes. Go over and check it out. You can go check Levi out on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. But, yeah, thanks a lot, man. And um, we will catch you. Yeah, I will catch all of you guys next time. See ya. Thanks, Levi. Thanks, dude.